Welcome to another episode of Travel Time. Today we're going to talk a little bit about San Diego. Our uh, family went out to San Diego as part of a longer trip. We started in San Diego and did kind of a loop through Southern California. We did San Diego, Joshua Tree National Park, Disneyland, and then back to San Diego. And so um, we did it in about late July, which some people thought we were crazy going to Joshua Tree in late July. But it all worked out for the best. And today we're just going to talk about San Diego, particularly um, a couple of days we spent there. We, we spent our first day there. We flew in late and stayed at the Hilton San Diego Bayfront. Really nice hotel right on the bay with some great views of the Pacific Ocean. So the boys got their first look at the Pacific Ocean right away when we got there. It was dark, though. So it was. it's really close to the zoo, which is where we were headed the next day. It's about a 15-minute drive over to the zoo, which worked well, really well for us. And it's also in walking distance of Petco Park. And I, we didn't go there, but I believe the Gaslight District is very close. So it's a good location for getting to a lot of those other things. We woke up the next morning, looked around the hotel a little bit because it wasn't quite time for the zoo to open and went out to get a better look at the ocean for the boys. Then headed over to the San Diego Zoo. We wanted to get there kind of early because my long-term desire to get to the San Diego Zoo is because I have a very big love of pandas. And since pandas were one of the main things I wanted to see there, the line there sometimes gets very long through the day from what I understand. And so we went early in the morning so that we could go there first and hopefully not have so much of a wait to see the pandas. So the, I had wanted to go to the San Diego Zoo since I was very young. And I've seen the pandas at the DC Zoo at that point once, and I, I had not seen them at any other zoos, but I'd always wanted to kind of see their their exhibit. We did buy advanced tickets and kind of a recurring theme for us. We bought advanced tickets online so that we could get the one-day pass. And the one-day pass included the guided bus tour or the animal tram. Um, I will mention that I happened to, when I was getting ready for this um, episode, notice that now during COVID, those trams are not operating right now temporarily and so it looks like it's because of covid at the time we were there they were operating they were included in the price of the ticket that allowed us to go through the quicker entrance as we usually like to do the passes ran around 60 dollars for adults and 50 for a child all of us were over the age for child so we ended up paying the 60 for each as i said our number one destination was the panda house when you go into the zoo they're kind of straight back, but the trails don't go or the paths don't go straight back. So just follow the signs. If I recall correctly, they were red signs that said Panda. Panda, Huame Cafe, all those things are right in that area, Asia, the Asian Passage. So just follow the signs to those things and you'll get right back there. We got there and it was not crowded at all. We got a couple of really nice signs, pictures with the signs with no one around because we were there so early. Pandas are roughly in the middle of the park. So once you get there, you're kind of maybe backtracking a little to go to other places, but it was worth it to not have the longer lines. And we were able to get really good views of the pandas and not have to wait to get to the next parts of that exhibit, um, which was also nice. We first saw some great views of the pandas outside. And I will say when we were there, there were pandas inside and there were pandas outside. So we got to see both kinds of views. We watched the pandas kind of hanging out outside. One of the younger pandas was playing around and in the trees and things. And so we watched that. And then we headed into the interior exhibit where there were some more pandas relaxing kind of in their dens. And there's a lot of educational information about pandas. And we spent quite a bit of time there again, because that was for me, the main reason we went there. 
when we were done, we went out and we were, before we went to the next section of the park that we were headed to, which was a little bit of a walk, we went ahead and had kind of an early lunch at Huame Cafe. And Huame Cafe had really nice Asian options, like Asian food options. But they also, they did also serve burgers and things like that. But generally when we go to those kinds of, any kind of zoo or park, we're, we generally are looking for the options other than burgers. And most of us don't mind a burger, but we're not necessarily craving them usually. So we did have a couple of good things there. I particularly enjoyed the orange chicken, but others in the group tried things like teriyaki chicken and bao bun sliders and really enjoyed those. So we went ahead and ate. We ate, they have a patio outside the cafe where you can look over into the outdoor pens for the pandas. So we were able to sit and sit and eat and still watch the pandas for a while, a little while longer, which was really great for me. After the panda trek, we headed up to the Northern Frontier and that's in the very back of the park. And we went there to visit another family member's favorite animal, the polar bears. My oldest son has always loved the polar bears. They weren't super active because it was pretty hot. Um, not, not quite yet that early in the day, but so they were out and we did get to see them, but they weren't, they weren't doing a lot, which is normal for summertime for polar bears. And we enjoyed just kind of looking around that area, looking at the moose are back in that area, I believe as well. And we headed from there over to the Elephant Odyssey. They have a really cool exhibit there right before you go into the Elephant Odyssey area that's about prehistoric animals of North America. And I found this really, really interesting. It's Obviously, it's not current animals, but I learned, I learned a lot of stuff there that I had never known before. Um, like, for example, the American lion was the biggest lion that's ever been known to be on Earth. And it used to roam the area. They had... Um, kind of giant models of a lot of the animals, which were cool, that were um, to the size that they would have been back in the time. Giant sloths, saber-toothed tigers, the American mammoth, the mastodon, western camels, uh, Pleistocene jaguar, things like that. And those were, it was just really interesting to read about all out of that. That area and the basically the area of Southern California had a lot of bog areas that um, became tar pits, I believe, if I remember correctly. And a lot of animals got trapped there. So they were able to find a lot of different kinds of animals in fossil form and things like that in the area. So anyway, I had a, I thought it was really interesting to read about a lot of those kinds of animals and learn about that on the way through to the, you know, more modern and more modern versions of the same animals. So they had saber-toothed tiger and then a little while down they had or in the Pleistocene panther, and then down the road a little bit, they had like an actual panther or the actual, um, what today would be the modern equivalent of those. They did also mention that the only surviving animal from the Pleistocene was the California condor, which of course is very endangered and um, has actually been brought back from total extinct, the edge of total extinction. I did, I had not known that before we went through there and found that really interesting. So I encourage you, if you do go there, don't just run through it. You might you might want to check out some of the displays there because it is very interesting. We kept on going. We actually ate at the Outback, kind of a midday lunch. We were our biological clocks were still a little messed up from the jet lag from getting there, so we ate at kind of odd times. You're probably noticing the Outback. The Outback after the Elephant Odyssey is kind of where we headed to. We did when we did eat though. We headed back towards. We had take, hopped on the bus near Sydney and ridden up through where all, a lot of the cats are, panthers and bobcats and things like that. 
And at the end of that, we actually ate at a restaurant that was at, up towards the beginning of the Elephant Odyssey, which is really good. It was called the Sabretooth Grill. And they had some Mexican options and just some salads and things like that. So we could kind of have a light meal. Even though we had kind of backtracked a little bit, it was very close to the Lost Young. I think it's called the Lost Lost Forest. We were going to head there next. We took the bus because we just really kind of needed a break. <laughs> we, we live in a fairly flat area, but the thing is, it's very, very hilly there. And at the time of the trip, I had recently had knee surgery. So we really were in need of just a little bit of time off our feet. And the bus was a really nice option because it took us kind of slowly through that area. And we were able to kind of tour some parts of the zoo from the bus and relax a little bit, rest our feet for the next part of the adventure. I would say, I'll get to this in the tips a little bit more too, but I would definitely say the zoo is hard to do on foot all in one day, unless you're just booking through the zoo very quickly. So we did explore the Lost Forest a bit, and we did head down to where the turtles were. So we checked off my other son's favorite animal with the turtles. And we visited, It was the, those turtles are in the Discovery Outpost. So we stopped in to see the turtles there. And pretty much ended our day there. By the end of that day, at that time, we were pretty tired and we had a drive ahead of us to head over to Joshua Tree. So a couple things before I talk a little bit more about some of the other things we did in San Diego, a couple tips for the zoo. We did not go to the Wild Animal Safari Park because we were only in town for a day. And they have a two-day pass if you'd want to do both. I would honestly say you could spend two days in this zoo if you if you enjoy zoos. And our family tends to enjoy, you know, seeing all the different kinds of animals and things like that. But if you enjoy zoos or if you have younger children and you don't or you don't walk as fast, things like that, you could definitely do two days in this zoo. Be ready for lots of hill walking. I already kind of mentioned that, but I would definitely wear good shoes. And if you have mobility issues, just be aware that you're probably going to want to rest a little more or plan to take the bus ride. So make sure you purchase the pass that includes the bus ride and you can hop on a bus occasionally and have that as kind of a break. The buses were set up so you could see really easily from the sides of it and it was a good break. So those are a couple of our tips. From there, we went continued our little Southern California loop and we drove to Joshua Tree next. That drive is about an hour and a half, uh, maybe two hours if the traffic was heavy. It's not too bad. So like I said, we left in the early evening so that we could get there not without having to drive too much in the dark since we weren't familiar with the road. It was not it was not a hard drive at all. If you're in San Diego and you want to check out Joshua Tree, it's not a bad drive. Just to kind of stay in San Diego, I'll talk a little bit about Joshua Tree in another episode. But for this one, we did end our trip back in San Diego. So we drove back from Anaheim and stayed at the Hampton Inn in San, Hampton Inn in San Diego. And we started our last day by heading over to Cabrillo National Monument. As I probably mentioned in some of my previous podcasts, my family really enjoys national parks. So we do check those out whenever we can. And a lot of times when we visit an area, we like to at least check out national parks or national monuments that are in the area. And just find that they have a lot of really good history about the area and helps you to learn more about the geology of the area and the different kinds of animals and flora and fauna and things like that on the area. The kids got some more great views of the Pacific Ocean and kind of the rocky Pacific shores, which was really nice. There are some trails there you can go down. So we didn't do a lot of trail walking, but you can walk all the way down to by where the beach is and kind of be right up next to the ocean. So we explored a bit there. We also explored the museum, which is a pretty much about West Coast 
expansion and early explorers, things like that, that are there. And it has some really great overlook views from the top of kind of a little cliff. And you can kind of see over to the ocean, see down, just have some nice views of that that are not impeded. So a tip for Cabrillo, it's not a very busy spot. It's a little bit of a drive, kind of back and up, up the side of a hill. But the views are wonderful. Uh, you can go there if you if you have like some trails you want to hit and things like that. It's not a huge national park. Like it's not on the scale of some of the bigger places like Yosemite, Yellowstone, things like that. It's a very small little park. and it, But it is worth visiting just for the different kind of tourist activity there and the nice views. It's your first time seeing the Pacific Ocean. It's got some great vantage points for that as well that aren't just in the city. So we ha- we left there and we headed over to SeaWorld and we had pre-purchased tickets here too. Uh, it's funny because we had had a little bit of trouble getting a hotel this weekend and hadn't really thought much about it. But then when we got there, realized that we were there in the middle of Comic-Con. <laughs> so we we're actually lucky to get a hotel room at all. And SeaWorld was packed. It was packed with people who didn't have passes for that day of the event or people whose families were in town and weren't attending the event. So they were going to SeaWorld and doing things like that while their family members were at Comic-Con. So just a a luck of our draw on the calendar there. We probably should have checked that out. But the other thing that was kind of odd for us was we got there and it was really nice weather. It was like maybe mid seventies and like not very much breeze or anything like that. It was just a really nice day. But when we got there, there were big signs that said that most of the things like coaster coasters and things like that were closed due to inclement weather. And I will say we never that entire day figured out what the inclement weather was. So, and it was really odd that some things like coasters weren't operating, but the aerial trams were. So Someone had, one of the workers there told us they thought it was because of wind, but the aerial trams were still working and usually those kinds of things shut down when the wind is up. So we never did figure out what the inclement weather was, but we decided that it must be that it's so nice in San Diego all the time that any little blip in the weather and they get upset. We just, we enjoyed exploring SeaWorld. We um, spent probably close to three fourths of a day there, not a full day because we had gone to Cabrillo first. My youngest son who likes turtles really likes sea turtles. So we did check out the reef and and kind of looked around at the sea turtles and really enjoyed that. We um, saw several of the shows and things like that as well and just kind of enjoyed being in um, in the parks and being kind of a relaxed day. Since we had spent the previous three days at Disney World and California Adventure, we just took this park kind of slow and we had been to SeaWorlds and other areas and just enjoyed um, seeing the different kinds of animals and things like that, especially since we couldn't do the roller coasters. And the boys did do the aerial tram to kind of get the aerial view of the park and of the ocean. I do not like aerial trams, so I did not do that part. But that was kind of our day in San Diego, actually two days in San Diego. It's definitely a city I would check out again because there's a lot more stuff that we could do there. And we were just trying to kind of do a survey of several different things we wanted to see in Cal- Southern California all in one trip. So we had a, we had kind of a limit and we limited it to like the top things we wanted to kind of check out while we were there. I will follow up um, next episode with talking about our trip to Joshua Tree National Park and a little more details and some tips about that trip. But for now, thanks for joining me today and happy travels.